Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Matty D. The cat wasn't blind. And if you didn't want to know that... It's just a regular piano playing cat. Just a regular talking piano playing cat. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to this show because that is a spoiler. It certainly is because what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster and then attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. And then when the movie comes out, quite like this week, we go and see it and see how close we got to predicting it. And this is, surprisingly enough, well, I guess unsurprisingly enough, if you're looking at a calendar, our last episode of 2022. Yeah, we're saying goodbye to 2022. What a year. What a year for movies. We've predicted all the movies that we're going to cover in 2022. And then this is finally our last episode right in time for New Year's. Uh, Last week, we started with our first prediction of 2023 with Knock at the Cabin, if you remember that. So long ago. (laughs) Oh, wow. I barely remember it. And now we're back to cover the first movie of 2021 that we ever did. So we finally finished with the movies of 2020 (laughs) and the first movie of 2021 that we ever covered was Tom and Jerry. Wow. So straight away. Can't believe this is the movie we're talking about at the end of the year. Yes. This is how we're going to round out everything and, you know, and how we're going to start talking about 2021. I mean, we have covered some movies from 2021 already because they were originally supposed to come out in 2020 and got delayed, but still, this is our first official release from 2021. I think it's important to point out as well, if you haven't seen Tom and Jerry, I'd probably suggest seeing that first, if you if you really, really would want you, to. Would you suggest that? No, I wouldn't actually suggest seeing it. So, if you care to see Tom and Jerry, if it's a movie that's been on your watch list for ages, I don't know why you haven't watched it at this point, but if you want to watch it, I'd probably suggest watching it first before continuing to listen to this episode, because we are going to spoil major plot details in this movie. If there are any major plot details to actually spoil, that is... <laughs> You know, the whole scene where Jerry dies and Tom has to, like, find a new mouse to replace him. Nobody saw that coming. I mean, it doesn't happen in this movie. What the fuck are you talking about? There's nothing to spoil in this movie. Right, okay. And if you haven't listened to our original episode where we predicted this movie, I'd suggest listening to that first as well, because we're only going to reference what we said in that original episode. We're not going to go over the actual plot of, if you can call it, one of Tom and Jerry beat by beat. Jeez, Gary. So listen to our original episode first to get the most value out of this episode and maybe watch the movie so you can follow along with what we're saying. Mm. Well, then it, it, it needs, Don't feel obligated to, though. It, it needs someone to watch it, I think. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't think so at all. So as we know from our best and worst of 2021 movie talk episode, I have called Tom and Jerry the worst movie that I saw in 2021. So I don't think it's any surprise what my thoughts and feelings are on this movie. But I did rewatch the movie for the first time in about two years this week, so I may have changed my opinion on the movie oh, slightly. Really? But I'll save that opinion till the very end. Okay. I like that we're getting to the first movie of 2021, by the way, right as we start 2023. I love <laughs> we're that. We're still like almost love two that. years behind. So, Matty D, how much do you think Tom and Jerry made in the worldwide box office? Can I know the budget, sir? The budget is somewhere between 50 to $80 million. Right. They've never actually wow. given it like a set budget. Okay. So, this is a kid's movie. I think a lot of its money came from probably streaming services. I think- No, that- we're talking box office. Yeah, well, I, I'm just saying in okay. general. I think, I think major- Well, more- it was only released in cinemas, so it's only it only came to um, streaming services after its box office was over. Yeah, well, it's on streaming services now. Yeah, not making box office money from it, though. Sure. So, I think, uh, would you say 50 million was the budget? Between 50 and 80. Uh, 45, 45 mil. So, you reckon it was a total failure? A huge loss? Yes. Okay, fair enough. 
Well, you're not even close because this movie made $136.5 million. Oh, good for it. It made more money than a lot of the massive blockbusters of 2020 that we were talking about. That's uh, okay. Wow. Um, I guess this appeals to an audience. I didn't know anyone was really Yeah, hungry. an audience. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> yeah, it appeals to an audience. <laughs> an audience. Well, I didn't, I didn't think anyone was crying out for a Tom and Jerry movie. I didn't think this Nobody was. had. Uh, but I know. think Tom and Jerry has a timeless appeal. As I said back in that original episode, they're still releasing Tom and Jerry cartoons. So, I think any generation would be familiar with the duo, mm. be familiar with the cartoon series. But enough to go out and watch the movie. I guess if you've got kids, you might check it out. $136.5 million would say otherwise. Yeah, well. That's not a massive box office, but it certainly is a profit, and it certainly is, I guess, enough of a hit. Enough to make a sequel that we might cover. Imagine that. Imagine that. It's not going to happen. They're not going to make Tom and Jerry (laughs) 2. Well, if they do, we're going to have to cover it on this show, so I'm hoping they don't. (laughs) Anyway, so in that original Tom and Jerry episode, we actually teamed up to do the plot together. Rather than giving each other individual points, what we're going to do is we're going to work out a ratio of what we got right to what we got wrong. See which way it leans and see if there is any indication if we got the movie more right than wrong or more wrong than right. So, Matty D went away and he covered everything that we got wrong in the movie. Everything that we got dead wrong and on the opposite end of the spectrum, I went away and looked at everything that we got absolutely correct. And that'll form our ratio of right to wrong and really determine whether we, you know, were close to predicting the movie. How confident do you feel, Matty D? Knowing everything that we got wrong, of course. I don't think we did well with this movie. I don't think. Okay, you must have a lot of things on your list. Uh, Yeah. Okay, I guess we'll see. Uh, The only way to know is to dive straight into it, and uh, we like to get the the good news first. Is that what we usually do? Do we get the? (laughs) I think we change each time. We change each time. We we say like (laughs) we like to say the we like to get the bad news out of the way first, but then next time we're like we like to start with what (laughs) we got right. Why don't we just start with what we got right? Okay. So we can have an idea of, you know, potentially the in which ways we were close to the movie and we could talk about what actually happened in the movie and then get into what didn't actually happen in the movie at all. Cool. So we said initially when we were talking about the characters that the character of Kayla, Chloe Grace Moretz's character, has just been promoted to a new position, that being wedding planner in the hotel and is under a lot of pressure. Now, I said that is correct because she does get the job as a, a temp wedding assistant at the start of the movie through false pretenses, of course. Mm-hmm. And gets the job as the wedding planner later in the movie after Terence is fired. So, technically, in both cases, that's correct. Yes, yeah, yes. Not exactly. So, we, uh, we'll we get into what we got wrong about Don't worry, that I speak about it. So, so I, won't, I won't dwell on that. We said that Kayla will have mild slapstick, as in, like, she'll fall over occasionally, but it won't be as extreme as Tom and Jerry's violence towards each other. That's basically correct. The only time she has slapstick is when she falls over, which happens maybe once or twice in the movie, <laughs> which I think is weird. So, not much beyond that. It's not like she's getting any custard pies to the face. Might be a bit later in the movie with the her bath tender friend. Whoa! Wow. We said that Terence is Kayla's manager, and he is showing her the ropes around the hotel. But he is not the boss of the hotel. Correct. That's correct. Yeah. Mr. Debrose is the boss of the hotel. Now, interestingly enough, the character of the groom in the movie, the husband that Preda is marrying. We called him Dwayne in the original episode when his character's name is actually Ben in the actual yes. movie. So, that was that's not our fault. That's no. what we were told his name was. So, it's one of those circumstances where the name they listed wasn't the name that they had in the movie. So, he's Ben, not Dwayne. It doesn't matter. He doesn't do a lot in this movie. No. It's yeah. not like we're going to be- It's not like we even talked about him beyond him just being a part of the couple no. in our original prediction either. So, we're fine. Yeah. We said that the wedding couple would be nice, but they have big expectations. That's basically the case. At least Ben does. Ben does, yeah. I think uh, Preta is not not so much on that page, but yes, definitely correct. We'll actually get into that a little bit more later on. We said that Ben and Preta are very wealthy and famous, but the movie never elaborates on why they are. 
That's correct. That's absolutely true. We don't even really know who they are. All we get told is that they're New York's hottest couple, it couple, and that's it. That's it. They're on the front cover of a magazine earlier in the movie. We said that Jackie the chef will be constantly angry and yelling and will chase Jerry around the hotel. Now, he's in the movie in maybe two scenes. In those two scenes, he's angry and yelling, so I count that as something we got correct. I mean, that's his character. But how much of a wasted opportunity was this character in the movie? Wasted opportunities is a theme in this movie. I can't wait to get into it. But first of all, I just really want to take a moment to pause here and talk about the character Jackie. When we were predicting this movie, we saw him as sort of like the major foil in the hotel for for Jerry. Uh And then like a human character who would get into like a lot of slapstick moments. They didn't do that in this movie at all. No. He was in two scenes. He did the most stereotypical sort of, you know, angry chef performance without using the characters, without using the actor's strengths at all right. in the you've, movie. You've got this really good comedic actor who yeah. who delivers really good comedic performances. You've got a real Dunstan checks in type situation where he's going to be the one trying to catch the mouse yeah. and then always being foiled by Jerry. The movie doesn't go in that direction at all. Yeah, you push him aside and make room for... Actors who aren't strong comedically. Like, it just seems such a weird choice. (laughs) Or Chloe. Or Chloe. Yeah, Chloe Grace Moretz. Yes. Which, like you said, is a really odd choice. (laughs) We'll talk about it a little bit more later. Uh We said that if the movie doesn't open with the classic Tom and Jerry theme song and opening, there will be an upbeat pop song and we will hate it. I now, absolutely hated it. We, we settled on the classic opening. Yeah, I know, I know. But I'm saying if it doesn't... We said if it doesn't open with that, this is what will happen. Which is true. We got the rapid Pigeons. <laughs> we got the rapid Pigeons. Which, by the way, was Tim Story, the movie's director. <laughs> we said that Tom will catch Jerry at some point in the movie, but won't kill him. This actually happens multiple times in the movie. Yeah, but there was a big part in the pound when he That's right. Him. He's forced to eat Jerry, but refuses to hurt him or, or actually eat him. Because I guess he likes him enough at this point. Who he's knows? A, he's a good cat at heart, right? That's what yeah. it's going with. We said that the movie will have a lot of celebrity cameos. I guess so. <laughs> I, you, I know you're going to count that as something we got wrong, but there was at least one or two celebrity cameos. Well, we had John movie. Legend yes. on a billboard. Yes. And um, I, you can't count the actors who are in the movie no. celebrity cameos. So we had John Legend. Uh, who yes, else? That was it. <laughs> that, so- was, that was the only one I could think of, but I'm like, oh, that, that's a cameo. I guess in saying that there'd be a lot of celebrity cameos, <laughs> we are definitely wrong. That is a stretch, Kieran. That is a stretch for something we got right. Pete Davison is definitely not driving the bus. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, maybe cameos from other Hanna Barbera characters could I, count. Well, uh, Droopy was in this movie. He was in it twice. Yeah. Where was where else was he in it? So there's a scene where he's the Joker on a movie poster. Okay. So they had a poster for the Joker. What are they saying? Joaquin Phoenix it, is it, droopy? Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. But it literally had there was a poster for the Joker, but instead of Joaquin Phoenix, it was Droopy. And then later on when they go to the the pound, we see Droopy in a Hannibal Lecter yeah. mask. Okay. But I what other Hanna Barbera characters there were except for the ones in the Tom and Jerry universe? Well, yeah, I was sort of <laughs> counting like Butch and, and his game. Right. And the, that's their the very little much baby cat. Tom and Jerry characters. So we got Droopy and we got John Legend. Well, they they, they were not major characters in the movie, they were very much just there for a cameo. Mm, sure. I mean, like Butch and Toodles Galore were in the movie way more than they were. <laughs> God, this is a stretch. I'm just gonna move on. <laughs> We said that New York will be introduced as a character in itself. It is. That's 100% correct. It's the one of the major elements of this movie. And we said, as we see New York, cartoon pigeons will sing a song. That's absolutely the case. I really wish it wasn't. Okay. We saw that in the trailer, so that was yes. a good guess. I- I'm guessing that we didn't do well based on your cadence here. Well. <laughs> and the fact that you, your volume just spiked there. 
We said that all of the animals in the movie will be cartoon characters. That's true. That is absolutely true. We said that Toodles and Spike will appear as guests at the wedding at the end of the movie. They do. They do. Technically correct. Everything else we said about them wasn't true. (laughs) We said that we'll meet Kayla, who is running late. Now, actually, when we meet Kayla, she is running late for her old job, and that's what gets her fired. Yeah. So, technically, it is true. We said that Mr. Dubrose promotes Kayla to wedding planner because even though she's awkward, she still impresses him. That's absolutely the case in the job interview. Everything she says is awkward, so, yeah, easy. Whether that's intentional or not, we don't know. Yeah, who knows. We said that Terrence stresses the importance of the wedding to Kayla as they walk around the hotel. That's straight from the trailer, but it is correct. We said that Kayla has actually heard of Ben and Preeta and is excited to be working with them. That's true. Yeah. She says she follows their Instagram page. But then at the start, she says she didn't know who they were. No, she said who, and then she goes, not the Ben and Preta. I thought that was her lying. I thought that was her lying. Who knows? She said so she follows their Instagram, so. Yeah, so I. she started following them between finding out who they were. I am. But the movie sort of posits that she is a fan of these guys. But that's the thing. I was confused about this because at the start, she was like, who? And everybody's like, how can you not he- heard of this great couple? But then couple? she looks over and sees them on the front of the magazine and points at it and goes, not the Ben and Preeta. Well, I thought that was her lying to get the job and make it sound like she knows. And then when she said the Instagram page, I thought she was just like still bullshitting at that stage. Look, I don't know. Like don't know. her performance is so wild that you- Everyone's can, performance is so you don't, wild. You don't know what's going on. I'm not going to say it's- that point it sounded like deserved, they were handed the script like five minutes before they went on <laughs> and they're like shit I have to remember this and like oh I, I know the gist of it so I'll guess I'll it like just, it just sounded like it was pieces together from the editing floor really yes it really did so moving on we said that Tom would have a shit time in the city before ending up at the hotel that's absolutely the case I'll get into it a little bit more in a second we said that Jerry goes into the hotel to have a holiday. That's basically the case. We said that Jerry would build a mouse size hotel room inside the hotel itself. Yeah. That's true. We also said we wouldn't see it be constructed. Well, for the most part, we don't. We Which is him, true, yeah. Yeah, we see him hang up a mirror. That's it just about it. just appears there, like we said. Yeah, yep. So we were absolutely on the right track. I was encompassing that whole point mm. into that single line there. We said that Tom is homeless and has no money and sleeps under a newspaper. <laughs> that's basically the case. It happens twice in the movie. We see him in a cardboard box with like his eyes all bloodshot in one scene. We said that Jerry would smell cheese through a vent and enters the kitchen to find it. Absolutely the case. Was in the trailer though. We said that we'll see Chef Jackie yelling at his staff. That's all he does. And we the certainly- The two said. scenes of that, yeah. Yeah, the two scenes of that. We said that Chef Jackie will spot Jerry and Chaos in shoes drawing the attention of Terrence. This exactly happens in the movie. On the money there. Now, Matty D specifically said that one of the characters in the movie will be deathly afraid of mice because that's, quote, a joke they always do in these kind of movies. I want you to name another movie where a character's afraid of mice, Matty D. Uh, nothing off the top of my head, Kieran. But, but they I'm always sure. do that in these kind of movies. They always do. Well, come on. Come on. It's a Tom and Jerry movie. Yes, they do always do this in movies. Uh, you I know, think you of- still haven't said an example. I, th- I can't think of an example. Even in Mouse Hunt, I can't think of someone who's afraid of mice. There was someone in Mouse Hunt that was afraid of mice, right? Nope. I thought one of the women were. Of course, women are going to be naturally afraid of mice, but you're saying like one of the main characters. (laughs) So, Chef Jackie's overweight son is actually afraid of mice in this movie. Get out. That's something I said we got wrong, so maybe I need to deduct a point for that. Yeah, I guess so. So isn't that was my favorite joke in the whole movie? That was the only joke I laughed at when he introduced this this white guy, this big overweight white guy with curly hair as his son. Yeah. I was just I just go forward and I was like, oh, best joke in the movie. <laughs> we said that Kayla is tasked with getting rid of Jerry since a mouse is a bad look for a hotel. Absolutely the case. We said that Kayla would confront Jerry directly at his mouse hole, but Jerry refuses to leave since he sees himself as a guest. That's, that's true. the case. We said that Kayla would unsuccessfully attempt to catch Jerry using a mouse trap. True. That's absolutely the case. So Jerry actually leaves like a wad of cash behind and tells her to buy a better mouse trap. Look at these easy points. 
We said that Tom is taken to the pound by a cat catcher. I actually said that's not a thing, but it is actually a thing in this movie. (laughs) There's a van with, like, cat catcher written on it at the start of the movie. And Tom and Jerry, for that matter, do both get taken to the pound. Yes, yes, yes. I'll take that as your form of of an apology. Yeah, absolutely. I forgot what kind of movie I was predicting. (laughs) We said that Tom would be officially employed by the hotel to hunt down Jerry. He certainly is. We see this in the trailer. We said that Kayla introduces Tom to her boss and they dress him up in a bellboy uniform. We said that Tom will chase Jerry around the hotel, causing a bunch of destruction. That's a given. It's basically the whole movie. We said that Kayla realises that Tom is actually struggling to catch Jerry and worries that it'll make her look bad for making the decision to hire Tom. Yes, that's very much a, a plot point in this movie. We said that Tom's attempt to catch Jerry will become more and more elaborate. That's the case. He builds a huge Rube Goldberg machine in a room, and which is actually what causes him to catch Jerry. I don't know why. Jerry had about a minute and 30 seconds to get away from that machine. We said that Tom would make a wingsuit out of cardboard, which disintegrates in the rain. We saw that in the trailer, but we that saw that does in the happen. trailer does happen. They had a Batman reference there. Very timely, timely Batman very re- timely Batman reference. We said that Tom and Jerry ride through New York on a skateboard, passing by iconic locations. Yes, that does happen. Did you love their Mission Impossible reference as well? They're very timely. <laughs> very timely. Mission Impossible reference. What was the Mission Impossible <laughs> reference? I don't uh, remember. When, when Jerry uh, oh. came down on the rope. Yeah, he comes down in the rope in through the sunroof in yeah. the limo. And, 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 then, and then also there was a, a Matrix reference as well at one point. Yes. Uh, really timely references, yes. guys. Let's talk about the writing a little bit later on because I have some words to say to the writer. <laughs> so we said that there will be a point in the movie where Kayla and the hotel staff presume that Jerry has been dealt with. That yeah. does happen. Yeah, it does. And Jerry comes back making Kayla look bad. That does happen. That does happen. We said that the wedding is taking place inside the hotel and is interrupted by Tom and Jerry. That absolutely is the case. I don't think we even really see this in the trailer. No, I don't think so. We said that Chef Jackie will smash the wedding cake. He does. We thought Chef Jackie was going to be in way more yes, <laughs> this we movie did. than he was. And I don't know why he wasn't, as we've already said. We said that the elephants at the wedding are spooked by Jerry and they stampede and destroy the entire wedding. Absolutely the case, but we did see this in the trailer. The whole movie was in the trailer. I didn't realise how much of the movie was going to be in the trailer. Yeah. But yeah, we said that Terence is the staff member who is attempting to scheme against Tom, Jerry and Kayla. He is. He is. But not for the reason that we thought. We'll get into it. We said that Kayla will be fired from the hotel and Tom and Jerry have to team up and become friends to help her out. That does happen. That's true. We said that Kayla works with Tom and Jerry to set up a new wedding ceremony outdoors, which is a lot simpler than the elaborate hotel uh, wedding. Just in Central Park. Yeah, <laughs> very easy to do so last minute. So easy. You know, they just wanted a, a very low-key Yes. Wedding with elephants, flowers, and in Central Park. Yeah, the couple of the century in a very public place with elephants low and key. flowers. Low-key. Yeah, very low-key. Very simple. <laughs> sure it didn't cost any money at all. We said that the couple don't mind the simpler wedding and are just happy to be married. That's the case. We said that Terence gets fired from the hotel after being pushed to his wit's end by Tom and Jerry, and he embarrasses himself in front of his boss. That absolutely happens. Yeah, technically it does. Earlier in the movie. Not the way we thought, but technically it does. So we thought the movie would end with him being fired, but we'll get into it when we talk about what we got wrong. And we said that the movie will round out with Tom chasing Jerry after a brief misunderstanding. That absolutely happens as well. In fact, Tom actually physically pulls a curtain down (laughs) over the movie. That was everything we got right. Doesn't sound like a lot, does it? No, it does not. But it gave us a total of 47 points. All right, should we get straight into the stuff that we got wrong? I'm sure there's a lot more. Okay, so here's what we got wrong. We thought that Kayla, our lead, our main character, Mm -hmm. worked at the hotel already at the start of the movie, and she was recently promoted to wedding planner, event manager, whatever. This is not the case. She just comes on from the the streets, essentially, and lies her way in. Yes, and this is our hero. 
Okay. It's interesting that you said uh, this is a point that we got right because I said, oh, we thought Kayla would be involved with some slapstick, but I didn't really see a lot of slapstick take place. We said mildly so, as in she would just fall over and that's about it. Right. So, if you remember at the start of the movie when she's delivering the laundry, she gets run into by Tom and Jerry and falls off her bike. There's a couple of points later in the movie as well where she's tripped up. Okay. Well, I guess I'll strike that as something we got It's very minor slapstick, as I keep stressing. Yeah, it it is. There's certainly no baby's day out. (laughs) Yeah, not at all. Not at all. We thought that uh, the boss, what was his name, Mr. Dubrose, Dubrose would be hard on on Kayla. Mm. Uh, constantly yelling at her and trying to impress the married couple. This is not the case. The opposite is the case. Yes, that's right. He's actually, our characterization of him was completely off. Yeah, our characterization is more correct for Terence than it that's is right. about Mr. DeBrose, but he's he seems really supportive and nice and kind of doesn't know what Naive. he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, so we were wrong there. We thought that the movie... So this was... We were talking about this during the trailer and during the setup. So when we actually start talking about the movie itself, we thought it would open with a... Uh, with an old school classic Tom and Jerry title with the lion yep. roar and the classic music. We did mention that if it didn't happen, it would be a pop Of course, even. we should have realized that Warner Brothers owns Tom and Jerry now and not MGM. Yes. <laughs> so there, it would have been impossible for them to have that opening. <laughs> Unfortunately, it would have been cool. A cartoon lion would have been cool. Yeah. But yeah, no, no, that doesn't happen. So I count that as something we got wrong, even though it is considered something that we got right as well, because we did mention the poppy song. Mm. Uh, we thought that we'd be introduced to Tom and Jerry fighting straight away. This is In not the house. case. Yeah. This is not the case. No. We need to establish them as characters for some reason. So we actually get introduced to Tom, you know, pursuing his dream. He's Jerry riding on a train like a hobo. Yeah. With his electric piano. Well, he's he's arriving in 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 New York City, but we introduced yes. to to Tom wanting and to be Jerry's a trying to find like the ideal New York apartment. Yeah. yeah, and we even get introduced to Kayla and her story before Tom and Jerry actually have any interaction. So That's true. Wrong. Uh, what a mistake that was. Yeah, what were we thinking? We thought that Tom and Jerry, when they were fighting with each other, would get into some sort of trouble and be kicked out of their house, which is what yep. leads them Mammy to- Mammy two-shoes yeah. pushes them out there. <laughs> which is what leads them to go to New York City. This does not happen. No. They randomly are just in New York City at the same time. Do they know each other? Do they not? I guess they do, but- I'm not sure if you're going to get into it, but there was a whole bunch of footage in the trailer that didn't end up in the movie. Was there now? Yes. So the trailer starts with Tom and Jerry in a country town. They're walking along the street. They've got their backpacks on. Um, oh, wow. Then a bus pull, a it. bus for New York City pulls up, and then they end up going to New York City. Must have been a framing device then. Yes. So, so I guess that's why we thought- That's why we thought that was because it was in the trailer and it was ultimately cut from the final movie. Right. Okay. So it went in a very different direction. So the no. movie was originally longer, Maddie. Oh, wow. Imagine a world where wow. that would be the case. Wow. So in the movie, they're already in New York City. Or at least Tom yes. is arriving in New York City. We thought that the bus driver would be someone important. Not only is there no bus, but the bus driver there was a bus in the driver. trailer. There was a bus in the trailer. There yep. was, but there it we was don't. M Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan <laughs> cut from the movie. Yeah. We don't. We don't get to see that. And no. on that note, this is my fault. I thought there'd be a lot of surprise cameos from celebrities. Uh, you know, there's John Legend and there's Drew. He wasn't other, even in the movie. It was other, just his photograph. Yeah. Other than that, there's no one else. I'm, you know, there, there's- I like that we're even we're stooping so low to count Droopy Dog as a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> so we definitely got that wrong. I thought, uh, you know, I thought there'd be a lot of that, but there wasn't. No. Um, they do not sing New York, New York. Nope. Like we predicted. Got to go on a limb. Sometimes it doesn't work. 
We thought that the original characters in the cartoon shorts like Spike and Butch would be fitted in the start and not appear in New York City because they never lived in New York City, right? So we would have them in the the start of the movie and then maybe at the end, but they're all through the movie. The movie just ignores the fact that, you know, what these characters were like before. They just end up having, you know, being uh, belonging to Preeta and and Ben. So, yeah. Yeah. So there's no real character continuity in this movie at all. No. It's sort of approaching the characters of Tom and Jerry as though they have never existed before. Yes, yes. Uh, which I guess is like a Tom and Jerry short, so we maybe should have seen that coming. But anyway, well, at least Tom and Jerry have an established relationship in that uh, in in those shorts. Yes, well, I mean I- it's fairly obvious that a, a cat would chase a mouse, but. In this movie, they're essentially meeting for the first time. Well, are they? Because they the the demon and the angel knows Jerry. Well, I don't know. It's confusing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they were going with. But anyway. There's a lot of vagaries in this yes, movie. Let's yes. just say that. Now, we thought that the old wedding planner would be fired over something tiny, but we would mm, never- That was your idea. We would never be seen that. We'd be told this. That does not happen. Uh, we thought we'd be yelling- Actually, no, I agreed with you. We, I remember agree- he, I agreed with you. He would like The wedding planner would run away crying because, you know- You said we wouldn't see that, though. No. We'd be told that, but- Yeah. It nothing like that happens. Nothing like that happens. So, they're not even looking for a wedding planner in the actual- Well, they're, they're, they're just hiring. Looking, they're looking for extra staff to help out with the event. Yeah, they're, they're hiring. Um, yeah. And, and, and then Kayla takes- Because it's Terrence. Terrence is the event manager. Yes. And so he already has that job. Yes, and then and then Kayla, Kayla takes it over when takes he gets it over fired. When he gets yeah. fired. Yeah. Okay. Here's an interesting point. I love this. I love this so much, Ken. I love this so much. We thought uh, we thought Kayla would be really passionate and qualified for the role. Huh. No, she is not. She just needs a job, and she, she lies. She doesn't really care. She steals a job from a qualified woman. Takes her resume. Takes credit for all of her work. And she gets the job, and she gets to keep the job at the end of the movie, even though she admits that she's not qualified. Let's talk about the message of this movie afterwards, because I'm yes. very confused with what they were yes. going with. But yeah, no, she's she's neither qualified nor passionate. You could argue that she is passionate about it. I don't think she is. She just wanted no. she wanted a gig. She doesn't even do any work. She hangs around <laughs> flirting with the stupid bartender, with in his the, Air Jordans. Well, you know, <laughs> his Air Jordans. Well, that relationship was kind of shoehorned in. Like, was, yes. was there a romance there? I don't know. Anyway. We thought that Jerry would find a poster of the hotel where he decides to move. In the movie, he kind of just stumbles upon the hotel. That's right, yeah. While he's looking for a place to live. So, this okay, this is something you said we got right, but I kind of want to elaborate it because it's kind of what we got mm, wrong I as well. I think we have to. We, uh, we thought Tom would be really broke. He would need a job, and that's what would mean he would go to the hotel. What actually happens is he gets jealous of Jerry when he sees Jerry in the hotel living it up. He breaks in and tries to get to capture Jerry. Kayla discovers him and yep. gives him the job since they both want to catch right. Jerry. But there is a point in the movie where Tom is broke. It is. And he's sleeping in an alleyway. But it's not the reason he gets hired by the hotel. Correct. That's right. He kind of just stumbles upon that as well. We thought that- we thought he'd see like a newspaper ad. <laughs> yeah. We thought that Jerry would be attracted to cheese from the kitchen. This is something you mentioned. Yep. This scene does happen, but it's cheese to a mousetrap. Not leading him to uh, Jackie's kitchen. No, it happens oh, in the kitchen it? as well. Yeah, so it happens two times. Until they've got that, then I might strike that point. And although we we're right about Tom being in the pound, the context was wrong. We yes. thought that Tom would be taken to the pound at the start of the movie, and Kayla would find him when she was looking for a cat to catch the mouse. That does not happen. Yeah, it's like a third act breakup. We had seen. Yes. It becomes like uh, well, a, a jail interrogation, like it's something out of LA Confidential for I guess, some reason. I guess in a way, Terrence kind of te- gets them from the pound, but you know. He does. In a way, we're on the right track, but no, it doesn't happen in the context that we thought. No. We also thought that Tom would be chasing Jerry down the street on a skateboard. 
Yeah. Uh, no, he's not catching, trying to catch Jerry. He's trying to chase the couple at the I end of the movie. I reworked what we said in a very vague way to give us points because <laughs> it does happen in the movie. They are chasing down the street on a skateboard, but they're not chasing each other. No. They're chasing down Preta. Exactly. But it is technically something that we got wrong. Correct. We thought there would be a joke where someone would say, hey, I'm walking here. No such joke nope. is in the movie. We thought That's too modern of a reference for this one. <laughs> we thought, uh, we, we spoke about Terrence's motivations, which we got completely wrong. We were kind of steered off the wrong track because the, the bio for this plot said that there was a character sabotaging the wedding. So we're like, who is that? Oh, it's got to be Terrence. No, no. They didn't say they were sabotaging the wedding. They said that they were sabotaging Kayla, Tom and Jerry. Sure. Which I guess kind of it is the made case, us think it but was it is the very much the last act of the movie. It is, it is. So we thought that Terence was trying to sabotage the boss, Mister DeBrose. That's right. So that he would be fired, and that Terence would be able to take over the hotel. That's right. In reality, he wants to destroy the wedding because he was fired as the event coordinator, and he wants to embarrass Kayla the same way she embarrassed him because he was blamed for Kayla's mess up. So he, correct, he's not as malicious as what we thought he was. A little bit, but you know, yeah. he's, he's he's actually the voice of reason in a lot of scenes. You can kind of see where he's coming from because he got a raw deal there, and he's you know trying to get back. It's kind of funny that the 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 quote unquote villain of the movie is more sympathetic than the actual hero. <laughs> Now, we thought that the couple would not be seen, as in Ben and Preta, would not be seen until the end the, of the, the movie. Wedding, yeah. They're seen all the way through. Yes. We thought- It would be a better movie if they weren't seen until yeah. <laughs> We thought that there would be no wedding that takes place in the hotel. Wait for it. We thought that the actual practice run of the wedding would happen in the hotel. That would all go to chaos because of Tom and Jerry, and they would move the hotel to an- uh, Sorry, they would move the wedding to an outside wedding. Yes. The wedding does take place in the hotel. Yes. It gets destroyed and then they do a second wedding yes, after the wedding right. is called off. So that's something we got wrong. We thought that everything would go well with the second outdoor wedding until Jerry appears and then they would turn out that both the couple like mice and they're like, oh, Jerry's really cute. No such thing happens. Nope. We thought that Terrence would break down and yell at everybody and would be fired from the hotel. I know that he- you're, It does happen. You're, you're saying it does happen, but not in this context, not at the end of the movie. That's right, yeah. We thought that Tom and Jerry would end the movie at a beach somewhere until they start fighting again. They do start fighting, oh, but wow. they're not at a beach. I missed the whole aspect of them being at a beach. Well, we thought that, like, you, we thought that, you know, once everything closed, then they're relaxing and they're friends. And okay, they're I get you. And they're drinking yeah. cocktails. No, it doesn't happen. And then we thought that the movie would end with stills of the old cartoon. I mean, there are stills of the new cartoon, but no. We're not nostalgic in that movie. No. We're going to ignore everything that made the cartoon great and yes. just focus on this one. So there are a few things that I, I added that I think I need to take away. So with okay. that, uh, did you say how much we got right? Yeah, I did. How much was that? I'll tell you again once you give me your figure. Yeah, 27 points. We got 27 right. points. We got 47 points correct. Oh, well, there you go. So in a loose way, even though you thought that we weren't that close, in a loose way, we were kind of on the right track for most of the plot. We just had a fair few details that weren't exactly the same as the movie. Come on. We did not call this movie at all, I think. Okay. Overall? <laughs> I think you can pull details, like little details, like this happened here, this happened yeah. here. But as far as the plot's concerned, we were way off. As far as calling stuff that was in the trailer, though, <laughs> we nailed it. Yes. <laughs> Which is quickly becoming true. a theme on the true, show. True, true, true. No, we we did not call this movie, I feel, even though we got more things right than wrong. I no. think I think we wrote a better I, I, movie. I a think more I'm with you there. Logical movie? Yes. A more Tom and Jerry esque movie. A more entertaining movie, potentially. We'll, we'll talk about it. We were trying to figure out what makes sense 
as a story, but this movie yes. was so random. Um, that yeah, let's get into it. It would have so, been really hard to predict. After you finished the prediction in that original episode, you actually specifically said that you were looking forward to watching this movie, uh-huh. and you said you hoped it would be great. <laughs> now that we've seen the movie, you've seen the movie twice, presumably? Yeah, I've seen the movie twice. I've seen the movie twice as well. What are your thoughts on Tom and Jerry? And I think everyone should already know what our thoughts are at this stage. Yeah, um... So, before watching this movie, I had the rundown of your impressions of this movie, so Mm -hmm. I really avoided it and was expecting the worst. When I actually sat down and watched it, I didn't think it was that bad. Wow. And I maintain that I I don't think it's as bad as maybe you feel it was. It definitely wasn't the worst movie that we covered that year. I kind of, my impressions of it was, it was a really inoffensive children's movie. It occupied the time. There was no depth to it. It was just like something to occupy a a, a child, really, for for a certain amount of time. I'm not going to say this is a good movie. I'm not going to say Here's I. Here's the problem it. with saying that this is a children's movie. Shouldn't a movie transcend genre and, and audience? And if it's a good movie, it should be for everybody. Uh, not necessarily. So we use the same excuse for Frozen 2. Sure. You said that, oh, it's not for us. Yeah. And I said in that episode, why shouldn't it be? Well, why shouldn't it be? You know, we're not the target demographic. I mean, like. You can't use that as an excuse. Why not? You cannot use that as an excuse. Why not? I'm not the target demographic for a horror movie. So why would I enjoy. But it's not a good movie, Maddie D. No. And it's not a good children's so, movie either. Well, yes, there are better children's movies. I, ultimately, I thought it was fine, um, but there are problems it was I have. fine. With it. Okay. Okay, there are problems I have with it, especially it, it became really apparent to me the second so time. So, as a Tom and Jerry it. movie, is well, it there's fine? There's never been a good Tom and Jerry movie. Yeah. But could have there been? Yes, we wrote it. Exactly. <laughs> we wrote a better this, Tom and Jerry movie. This could have very easily so, been a fun movie for all Tom and Jerry fans. It doesn't need to be aimed at the dumbest of slow children, <laughs> like it felt like this movie was. Right. So let yeah. me finish. Let's finish your thoughts. Right. So I, I just want to say, like, I, I didn't think it was too bad, but there was problems I had with it. The plot made no sense. There was no. It, it felt really directionless. Directionless. Yes. You didn't know what any of the characters' motivations were. The side, ca- some of the side characters were more engaging and better, better with their comedic timing, better with interacting with cartoons than the lead, who yes. was terrible. Atrocious. I hated her, especially the second time watching it. She was so bad. They needed to recast her. The character of Joy stole this movie for me, by the way. I thought she was the best. Joy? Yeah. yeah Joy, no. the bell, the yeah, bellhop yeah. girl. She was the funniest part of that movie. And then you needed people like I that, so. that sort of engaged with the cartoon world more, like- uh, yeah. Chloe wasn't doing that. No. Uh, ben wasn't doing that. Uh, we sort of spoke no. about it in the- Preda wasn't doing that. Preda, Preda uh, no, not really. There were too many actors who thought they were too cool for school in this movie. And yes. then there were char- there were actors here that were really committing 100%. And I wanted to see more screen time from them, from Jackie and from Joy. And, yes. you know, those people were really giving it their all. And they were the best part of the movie, but they had like smaller roles. And I had to just- Very in what we imagined the movie would be like. Yeah. Yeah, and and instead we got we got our lead Kayla, who just was weird and awkward and just not committing at all, which is where the movie fell apart for me. And also, it was yes. weird that they ate the cartoons. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they ate fish. You still can't get past the fact that they actually, anytime they eat meat in this movie, they're eating a cartoon character. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. I was hoping at the wedding we'd see like them eating a steak and it's just a cartoon steak. Mm. I know you're going to disagree with me. I didn't think the animation was that bad. Um, I, I just thought it was just messy and it needed some editing, some strong editing because 
things would happen and people would react in really weird ways. And like, like you know, the scene where, where she realizes the, the ring is missing is just, it's just like, hey, where's your ring? Like, it's just like everything was really unnatural and just really yes. easily tied together. And Like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> like, as, as we said, do, does Kayla, you know, know the couple or does she not? Can we believe anything she says? There, there is so much unclarity. Given the fact that we know she's like a serial liar. And I, and I don't want to take, take away from your time because I know you probably have a lot of thoughts, but I didn't understand the message of this movie. So is, is the idea like, is Kayla an entitled millennial who learns the value of hard work? Or mm. was she a down on her luck person who had no opportunities and proved that her work ethic and merit was more valuable than a qualification that is a waste of time. I didn't understand what they were trying to go for. Kayla is very unlikable. Yes. She doesn't she, it's not like she wanted to be a wedding planner. She just wanted to get paid. So I didn't never felt sorry for her or felt like I wanted her to succeed at all. And then when she loses her job and complains about it, I was like, well, it's your fault. Well, your fault. You know, you got an you got two people fired in the process of you wanting to get a payday. And at the start There's of the never movie, a scene in the movie where they ask us to sympathize with Kayla or ask us to even like Kayla. So why would we care what happens to her? Yeah. So is the movie her learning a lesson about hard work or and, and then and then and then and I just want to point out as well, Kayla is in the movie more than Tom and Jerry. Yeah, which is a problem. It's a and massive I, problem. And I understand that Tom and Jerry don't speak, so that's really hard to kind of lead a movie, but it's a big problem when this character who no one cares, well, I don't care about, yes. uh, is in the movie way more. Just I don't think anyone would care about Awkwardly it, looking straight through the characters. Yes, <laughs> or above them. God. I, I kept noticing she was looking at them as though they were human height. My respect for Bob Hoskins uh, goes up tremendously. Yes. Hell, my respect for Eddie Murphy, who I who I believe has had done questionable performances in the past. But I, I'm like, all oh, these actors that don't act to anything. They do such a good job because, yeah. and they make it look easy because she in, was terrible. He was in Coming to America, <laughs> but yeah, I had, movie I, had, of nothing to act I had a real problem with like what the message of the movie was, and was the, was the idea of the couple? Did the couple need an extravagant wedding or did they not? What was the movie trying to tell us? It didn't seem committed on anything. Why do we care about the couple? Uh, is this is this a boomer's take on entitled millennials? Or is this a lazy millennials take on we deserve everything? I don't know. It, it just was messy. I hated Kayla though. Okay. <laughs> wow. You had a lot of thoughts on this movie that you thought was fine and acceptable as a children's movie. Yeah, that's my problems with it, but otherwise it was fine. Okay. Hit me with your thoughts. Well, okay. So I think the the most the biggest crime that this movie suffers from, the biggest thing holding back this movie is just really bad, lazy writing. I sort of feel like, so we already mentioned that all of the references in this movie are completely outdated and are only just thrown in there out of what feels like obligation. So we have a Batman 1989 reference. We have a Matrix reference. All of these movies are over 20 years old, if not older. We had a, what was a Mission Impossible reference. So all of the references are either from the 90s or the 80s. Even the music, there was so much hip hop music in this movie and it's, that's not even like that topical at the moment. You know what I mean? That's not like yeah. the, its sound. So it sort of feels like if Tim's story was the mastermind behind, you know, the plot and the direction of this, it feels like this would be the live action movie that you would make about Tom and Jerry in the early 90s, mm-hmm. but not in 2021. Sure. But the major issue that I had with the lazy writing as well is that all of the jokes were like lowest common denominator. There was nothing intelligent in the writing at all. Like the the first thing that I really sort of grated against was when Kayla's having her her interview and she says, "Oh, is the is the fish in charge of like aquatic stuff or whatever she says?" And uh, uh-huh. Terence goes, "That's a fish. He doesn't have a job in the hotel." I'm like, "Yes, we know." 
every scene they we- really rode that joke as well. Yes. <laughs> Yes, even though it was a terrible joke. And the fish had a little poop emoji come out of him for some reason. Every scene with Kayla, where she's talking with another person, sort of feels like the dialogue is improvised because it's just like, let's yeah. see who is the most awkward until the other person leaves. It does. It, I, think it, I think they were improvising. If they weren't improvising, the writing was terrible. But they were like, it was bad improv. It was like watching a bad improv. So when we come to a movie titled Tom and Jerry, we don't come to a movie expecting the adventures of Kayla. <laughs> and the SNL rejects. And the SNL rejects <laughs> featuring Tom and Jerry. That's, that's a big problem yeah. here. The focus isn't Tom and Jerry. And that really is because we're asked to care about the character of Kayla, who ultimately we really don't care about. We're asked to care about this wedding, which we ultimately don't care about. No, because Tom's a... Oh, sorry, not Tom. Ben's a jerk. Exactly. So, the movie would still work. And in fact, I think it would work better if Kayla, the character of Kayla, wasn't in it. Yes, agreed. Even if they cast her with a better actress. I'm saying... I've seen Chloe Grace Moretz in better movies, but even if they cast her with a better actor, there's still a problem that she's the focus. This This is not a role for her. So... I thought about movies that I watched when I was a kid that I really enjoyed and still enjoy on a nostalgic level as an adult. I mentioned one of them before, Baby's Day Out. If this movie was more like Baby's Day Out... But it, Baby's Day Out is is considered a terrible movie. I know it's considered we, a terrible movie. And we like it, but like, it's considered a terrible movie. I know movie. that. So, the three examples I had were Home Alone. Uh-huh. Home Alone 2. Let's say Home Alone 2, because that's set in New York, has a similar premise. Mm-hmm. Baby's Day Out and Dunstan Checks In. <laughs> what, a, what a lineup. Sure, I'm I'm sensing a theme. None of those movies are considered masterpieces, but they approach... So, they're slapstick movies, basically. Yes. So, the the whole premise is we laugh at the slapstick. This movie didn't focus on that at all when it should have been that. The movie should have been, like Dunstan checks in, where Tom and Jerry are Dunstan. They're the focus characters. They, They are trying to be in the hotel for whatever reason. You have your foil, which could easily be Jackie, which could easily be Terrence. The human characters should be involved in as much slapstick as the cartoon characters without taking focus away from the cartoon characters. That's so, a good point. If Tom and Jerry are interacting with human characters, the human characters should be very much in the Tom and Jerry world as Tom and Jerry are. Yeah. In order for the movie to work. That's that's a very good point. Because, yeah, the, the it should be less awkward conversations and bad comedic awkwardness and more slapstick. So what child... I couldn't imagine as a child sitting down to watch a movie and then caring about any other character who isn't Tom and Jerry. So, why would you care if an adult woman sort of, like, lies her way into a hotel job? And then why would we care about this rich married couple? As a child, I'm saying. Is there anything compelling about these characters that really draws you in as a child? Are they funny? No. No. So, we're just there to see Tom and Jerry. They're supposed to be funny. They're supposed to be funny, but it's written by an adult who doesn't understand comedy. (laughs) Also, they relied a lot on uh, poop and fart jokes, which has never been a, a thing in the Tom and Jerry world. That's just, again, lowest common denominator. That's just presuming your audience is just made up of idiots and will just laugh at anything rather than attempting to do anything slightly amusing. I had more fun watching, you know, the mobsters in uh, <laughs> Baby's Day Out fall into a big vat of concrete <laughs> than anything that happened in this movie. That is a good Chef movie. Jackie hitting a cake with a, a bat isn't going to give me the slapstick that I want from a Tom and Jerry movie. If he was falling from a second story window into the cake, that's more on the right track. Are you seeing the issues that I'm having with the movie yeah, here? Yeah, no, I can agree with that. So, they completely approached this movie in the wrong way. They approached it as though they want to make another Barbershop movie, which is another movie that Tim Story directed, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, Barbershop, if you've seen that movie or that series of movies, is very much characters hanging around, improvising funny dialogue to each other, and the comedy comes from the interactions. Yeah. They attempted this in a Tom and Jerry movie where you have ham-fisted two cartoon characters punching each other while characters have awkward interactions with each other in the background. Yeah. In the foreground, I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess you can't really have an improvised 
And I, I feel like the dialogue is probably improvised. I've, I don't know this for a fact. It is so like. bad, I hope someone didn't write it. <laughs> yeah. By the way, the writer, this was his first movie he's ever written. <laughs> and his last. <laughs> and hopefully his last. He's written one episode of a TV show and he wrote a, like a children's animated thing that was straight to video. Yeah, but you can't have an improvised movie when there's cartoons because the cartoons have to be like absolutely and, 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 you know, designed in a certain way and be in a certain spot. So that's why it makes it really awkward when characters, like actors are reacting differently to what the cartoons are doing. Yes. Which happened all the way through this movie. Yes, it's a massive problem. It's a massive problem. That's why I think the movie is a failure. That's why I call it a failure in the, the best and worst of 2021 and do episode. do you stand by the fact that it's the worst movie that year? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Because it was the one that I had the least amount of fun watching. Okay. Because you can't even laugh at it as a bad movie because it's just all round bad. Yeah. I bet you were laughing your ass off when uh, Terrence was walking Butch across like the pedestrian crossing and he just started shitting burritos everywhere. And Terrence had to pick it up with a doggy <laughs> bag. Oh, height of comedy there. Yeah, well, that yeah, the dog was reacting differently to how Terence was reacting. It was yes, it's kind of weird. He did good. Um, that that guy, Michael Pena. Yeah, that guy could have been the lead in the movie, and because he was at least he committing. should have been the lead in the movie. He should have been one of the foils along with Jackie, who was always ending up in like the embarrassing situation. It would have been a much more entertaining mm-hmm. movie. So you had people that were committing to it, and then you had people that just weren't. our heroes should have been Tom and Jerry. They're not background characters in their story. They're the heroes, and then everyone else should be the foils. They're the ones falling over. We shouldn't have a, a, a human character we care about. I mean that's common. that's not what Tom and Jerry's about. Yeah, I know, but that that's pretty common to have a human ca- a human uh, an audience surrogate at least because Tom and Jerry can't talk and they shouldn't. Talk. And if you are going to do that, make it a child, make it more relatable. Agreed. For children. Yeah, it should have been a child because children are automatically going to associate more with a child than an adult woman who they don't know. Hit girl. <laughs> children shouldn't be watching Kick Ass. <laughs> So that's all my thoughts. I don't think I should drag this out too long. And I don't think we can really talk too long about a forgettable movie like Tom and Jerry that nobody likes. No, but maybe someone did like it. Maybe someone wants to yell at us. Should I read a five-star review of Tom and Jerry like I did for uh, oh, did, Monster did, uh, What's his name? Chris Roberts write something? Is that his name? Who was the guy that did a really good review about that awful movie? No, I, I, he didn't write a review for it, but other people did. Okay. I liked Tom and Jerry. I really liked the 30-something-year-old woman who lied to get a job. <laughs> To be fair, she's in her 20s. Sorry, she's in her 20s. So, I do actually have a five-star review here from someone called Ape Like Jay. Very nice name. Very. Okay. So, this this person has a lot of credibility already. Yes. It comes from a, sense, a source of authority. So, unfortunately, on Google, with Google reviews, you can't see what other reviews people have written. So, they very much sort of stay anonymous or, or they are just sort of tied to one review. I wish we could go and look at all the reviews that someone has written just to see what sort of movies they don't like. But here's something they did like. So, Ape Like Jay says that it's everything you've ever wanted from a feature-length Tom and Jerry movie, if that's actually a thing people wanted. I don't think anyone really wanted that. I was sceptical at first. The Who Frame Roger Rabbit style blend of live action and animation was at first disjarring, which, by the way, is not a word. <laughs> I've grown accustomed to more modern animation, and this seems a bit of a regression as far as production value. It was modern animation. It was CGI. But we can already pigeonhole this reviewer now. Like, we know yes. what sort of movies they like. But they do a really good job with the style, and it begins to win you over. They have some great set pieces, and the finale is actually quite spectacular. Overall, the style fit this really well. What finale is he talking about The here? wedding? I don't know. I have no the idea. The style was fine. I, I don't know issues with the style. This is perfect for kids and families alike. It won't win any awards. <laughs> That's fucking true. <laughs> but it's as faithful to the source material as this could have been and still have live action. That's not true at all. Having grown up on the cartoon in the late 70s, early 80s, I have to say I loved it. And for more than just nostalgia. It was a good choice using the original art style. It's not the original art style. And a good choice in not giving either of them a voice. 
Well done. Much better than I, I could I, have imagined. I agree with the voice part of it. I'm glad they did yeah, that. They should have gone oh, France to the end. Here's a question because we Ain't said you my we said that it would be better than that movie. Than the original Tom and Jerry movie from 92. It? it is. Well, there we go. That's the best thing to hope for. Yay. So how many Tom and Jerry movies have been made? Officially, there's been two, right? I mean, there's uh, probably there's two some theatrical ones. There's two stuff, theatrical but... ones and at least 20 straight to video so, ones. you know... Out of the theatrical movies to come out about Tom and Jerry, this might be the best Tom and Jerry movie. It is movie. the best one because that other one was a piece of shit. There you go. That's an <laughs> Except this movie didn't have We've Got to Have Money. <laughs> that had a child in it though, Kieran. Yes. Followed your formula and it's still a worse movie. Yes, because it still didn't know what Tom and Jerry was either. <laughs> That's the problem with all the movie adaptations. They just don't know how to approach the source material. Well, yeah. I mean, like, but it's a source material that's so old and it's all slapstick. It, it's so, hard to translate to a Movies have proven time and time again that slapstick will work. Time and time again. I don't know about that. There's just better ways to approach it. Could have got a better director to do it <laughs> instead of the director of Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. <laughs> what well, a role. What can we do? What can we do? Anyway, uh-huh. let's wrap it up for another week. So, you, the dear listener, if you have any opinions at all on the Tom and Jerry movie we've just talked about, please let us know, good or bad. I don't mind. If you liked it, I'm actually interested in finding out why you liked it. If you didn't like it, I'm very interested to find out why you agree with both Maddie D and I. But there's several places you can let us know your thoughts. Just send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. That's it for another week for us for Potential Spoilers. That's our last episode of 2022. We're done. We'll be back in 2023 with a fresh slate. Next week, we're doing another movie prediction. We're predicting a movie from 2023 and with no time to spare at all. We originally weren't going to predict this movie at all, but I thought at the end of the day, oh, it's getting so much buzz that I think it's a movie that people are going to go see and are going to care about. So next week, we're doing another horror movie. Congratulations, Manny D. We seem to be doing a string of them at the moment. Knock at the Cabin, Tom and Jerry. And Tom next and week, Jerry. Next week, we're looking at... What essentially looks like a remake of Child's Play, but with a lady doll instead of a male doll. Uh-huh, yes. The, uh, the same the same child actor from Twilight, right? I have I'm, no I'm, idea. I'm joking, I'm joking. I have, I have no idea, but yeah. Next week, we're talking about the killer robot movie, Megan. Hooray. Which, if you haven't seen the trailer for that, please watch it because uh, it's getting tongues a-wagging, I'll say that much. <laughs> if they are, they should be pulled out of the skull. But anyway, please join us next week where we attempt to predict what's going to happen in Megan. And until then... Until then, just like our friends Tom and Jerry, we'll move our chaos to 2023. I'm uh, Terence Mendoza, events manager. And this is Mr. Henry Dubro. A pleasure. Sardano manager. <laughs> and I assume that that's the aquatics manager? That's Goldie. She has no official position at the hotel. That's a fish. Terence. She thought the fish was in the department. Really? A fish can't even walk. It can't even... No more money. We've got to have money. Money is such a beautiful word. I know. I know. It soars in my mind like a beautiful bird. I know, I know. Better than that, it makes me fret. That's where it's at. Money is such a beautiful word. Quite so, quite so, quite so. 